was not a well person when I left. I mean, you know, he was talking about like my gallbladder hurts. Yeah, the fact that you can feel an organ like yeah. that is is always been upsetting when people. I've I've had a number of people say stuff like that. It's like, oh, I can feel, I can definitely feel my liver today. It's like, you are doing something wrong, sir. You're close. Give them to me. Yeah, it's very hard to be be around someone who's like really into drinking when you're not yeah uh, it is well that's uh, i i deliberately uh, kind of kept myself apart from a, um what i would consider friends from people i worked in kitchens because they just was far too fucking hardcore you know um they were decent enough chaps but if i were to hang out with them are know, we amazing the audience right now by saying that neither of us drink a lot yeah, it's, I'm not even going to bother finishing that story. Yeah, we're just two sad old no, bastards. Fuck it. Fin finish the story. No, there is, finish the story. No, you're quite right. That's the you, you, Your observation was spot on the money. That is the fucking story. The story is I bowed out because I'm too much of a chicken shit to keep up. You know, I don't, I like we mentioned before, I don't wear hangovers that well. They're like a two or three fucking endeavor, you know, these days if I really go for it. I just can't, I mentally and physically can't fucking wear that shit. So I'm happy to just fucking call it a night. And it's like, nope, it's time for me to get in my pajamas and slippers now, everybody. I've had quite enough here. And yeah, that's that's where I am at my in my life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we're all about the meth now. <laughs> the next time I get shit-faced, there's going to be no hangover because I want to make sure it's the last time I fucking do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, honestly, though, I, I, I don't know. I think I might rather recover from a night. I don't know. I mean, meth, that could be rough. I've never I've never even seen it. I wouldn't really know what to do. Is it like a crack pipe? Oh, I I'm such so. a square. I don't drink. I don't do meth. I, I, know, because I, want, <laughs> I know about meth, you see, because I watched it on Louis Through. <laughs> and it's definitely a I pipe I thought you were going to say because we watched... Um, Breaking Bad. I was going <laughs> to say the Breaking Bad theory, Damien. Fucking hell, what is happening to my mind? I thought Louis Theroux would be more delightfully middle class. <laughs> uh, Louis Theroux. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've not seen that. What was he up to? Was he smoking meth with people? Or was uh, he just... Why, why are you... Why are you smoking meth? Oh, I like it. <laughs> mm. do, you think, do you think there's something wrong with you? <laughs> nah. It was basically like was it? that. It's like, can you not hear your baby crying in the other room? Yeah. Does that not upset you? No, I'm smoking meth. <laughs> <laughs> I see. And for many people, the stories were all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've talked about we talked about the um, the alcohol one where Louis Theroux just essentially interviews people who are hardcore i am putting my life on my line alcoholics yeah and there's that there's that guy in the hospital bed who he's oh, that, like perfectly fine but he doesn't feel ill his, like distended stomach or something all the they have to yeah they have to like i mean bleed isn't the right word they have to essentially drain his stomach because um water is just constantly accumulating on his body and there's a bit where louis theroux says um so obviously the doctor's told you this but how do you feel about having a 95% chance of being dead in three months? And the guy's like, well, I don't have a 95% chance of being dead in three months. And Louis Theroux says, no, statistically, 
95% of everyone in your position right now is dead in three months. And the guy just goes, well, that's not going to be me. <laughs> and like Louis, Louis Theroux just, I don't know if he doesn't have an answer. I feel like he does have an answer. And his answer is just persistent glaring. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's sort a, of just look, best looks at him fairness. like you are a tool. And I guess that's just what? That's just addiction for you, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, it I just takes over what? that bit of your brain, which is like, why are we doing this? Why are we losing our teeth over this? It's well, I mean, that that point, um, people have just resigned themselves to uh, slowly destroy themselves. I'm sure part of them would say that they're just too chicken shit to actually jump in front of a fucking bus. So they're content just to get themselves seriously fucking ill over a long period of time. What a ride it will be. Wow, that is incredibly harsh. Every drug addict is really suicidal, but too cowardly no, to no, do no, it. No, 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 no. Well, you can't. Well, I don't keep this little bit in here, but I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is something I'm doing. I'm pressing super record right now. Of course, yeah. Turn up the volume. <laughs> yeah. Gain it back. No, I suspect the it's same. It's not going to be about the Italians again, is it, Damien? No, 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 no. Okay, I'll get rid of it. I got. I promise. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, I can't believe you said that. That's terrible. No human being could possibly believe those things. Ah, well, you know me well enough by now for fuck's sake. Jesus. Man. You sir are worse than Hitler. <laughs> and, and specifically like 1939 Hitler. Hitler when he thought he was winning Hitler. That was the worst <laughs> Hitler. I fancied myself as one of those kind of 1920s up and coming Hitlers, you know. Well, he had everything to prove. <laughs> Who's working out in the prison gym every day? <laughs> so we first started growing the tash, but fucking beautiful. <laughs> Won him the respect of his peers. Ein, zwei, drei, vier. Ich habe den Finger. Und zwei, Hand, zwei, Hand. Jesus. Ich habe zwei Beine. Zwei Beine. Oh yeah, no, I, I can remember. Yeah, that was it. I remember going shithouse mental in the corridors because we we split up into groups to learn that song. This was what year seven because we were in the old building. For whatever reason, they had us in like the corridors, and I, I didn't. I don't Not think enough I knew... room for class today, children. Sit down in the fucking corridor. Well, yeah, I just seem to remember there was Sean and Russell, but I don't. This was if this was year seven, I didn't know you yet. But I guess they gave everyone this fucking crappy little cassette tape. This um, shitty little song, and it worked well enough. I mean, I learned the numbers and parts of the body at the same time, miraculously. And <laughs> like you didn't know. Oh, I see. You mean in German? Like you didn't yes, know that yeah. that was your hand? Oh, this yes, is a yeah. hand. Yeah. It's the only German that I still know, so it's very effective. We're talking like almost twenty years now, but it was. Um, they didn't have five of anything, so when it got to five, it was just it was minor biner, which I think it was is that. My legs or something? Correct me if I'm wrong. My leg. Yeah. Yeah. My lady leg. For whatever reason, we'd all have to do it around and practice this because we had to go back and sing to the fucking class. You remember? We had to do (laughs) shit like that. How in fucking tolerable that I have to sing as part of a fucking school curriculum. But for whatever reason, I had no shame um, as a child when doing this stuff. So when it came to my bit, which was minor binar, I was very fucking proud. I used to fucking belt this in my, in the most special voice I could muster up. And for whatever reason, there were no noise complaints. You know, there were, there were classrooms either side of us. So we, were, so we were in a stairwell, 
no more than fucking 10 feet away. There's no way my boys did not travel through those fucking walls, but they were quite happy just to let me go on. Maybe it's because if they tried to stop me, they might think it would. the parents might get involved. It's like, why are you telling my son to come out? Don't you know he has a condition? <laughs> wow. I, I, I remember... Um, I remember in the first secondary school I went to, the first, second, third school I went to, um, I remember the... Obviously, it was like a, a, a structure built in the 1960s, which was probably the most depressing building you could imagine like even in summer there would be so little light in the corridors that the fluorescent lights would have to light everything up and everything was like um i don't want to say it was like linoleum lino uh tiles on the floor i think it was actually stone floor but it just looked like that right. but it was like this this sort of like um like dirty baby blue like almost gray uh, and it was just awful. And I remember we had one of the better Year 7 forms, which meant you could actually get the class to be silent sometimes. And once the teacher went, everyone quiet now, everyone quiet and listen. And we just listened to the class above us. And it was honestly like a prison. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was just bizarre, like hooting and running around and everything. And I don't think that's, like, you know, particular to that school or anything. I just... Yeah, well, I have nothing to say other than school was a waste of time, wasn't it? We've never said that before. No, 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 no. But I just, but, I'm just remembering, yeah, the fact that I things in the particularly like the year seven was that the last year they really did stuff like that. Maybe they kind of upgraded the curriculum after that. But for like kids, the idea of singing for a lesson was fucking awful. I remember drama lessons as well, and I'm the, the idea that I have to get up and perform a play. I couldn't do that shit now. I remember. Um, I... What are you talking about? You're swash. <laughs> but no, no, not at all. I mean, I'll, all right. If I'm on your payroll, then sure. I, you know, I sign up for that stuff. But in, I was having discussion at um, work because they have these briefings for like the front of house stuff, and the kitchen is not really involved. And it's just as well because I was asking about what the, what the, what do they really talk about there. Um, normally they talk about breakdowns of covers and stuff like that, any special functions, here's what we do. And maybe they'll refresh like allergy information on certain dishes. But every now and again I'll hear like laughter and applause, all this kind of stuff. It's like, what the can they really be talking about? And it goes on for like 20 minutes. This is like five minutes of information, really. I used to doll out this stuff and be like, you do this, 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 and everyone go get coffee, fuck off a bit, have a cigarette, whatever. But they seem to make a big fucking spectacle out of it. And I found out that well, they go around and the GM... Uh, odious little fucking uh, pencil pushing fuckhead likes to go around everyone has to kind of introduce themselves talk about their position how long they've been you've not told anyone uh, at your work about this podcast have you Damien no 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 okay. definitely All not right. the GM <laughs> what's his name what's his, his name? first name Alex hi Alex <laughs> <laughs> don't fire him too quickly <laughs> Um, but he likes to get a very special personal question into the round every briefing, and I just um, and I think the last one I, I they they told me about um, was what would be your dream holiday, and, uh, and uh -huh. they they threatened to kind of put me into one of these fucking briefings. It's like if you do that, I'm just walking straight the fuck out. I mean, what the what on earth has this got to do with absolutely fucking anything? Uh, uh, please, yeah. So you, uh, 
puts me in mind of like uh, these uh, these kind of company like team building exercises. I've they've been a f- I've known a few of those um, where they ask for like uh, for role play, and I've I've always kind of slinked to the back of the room. Just like, I hearts in my throat. I'm just no way I'm getting up and doing this fucking bullshit. I won't do it. Absolutely not. Just the well, notion that have, I was told to do that as a kid and I was on board for it. No, 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 not at all. Stuff's vile. <laughs> so, so how did you get out of it? Oh no! I, I they merely threatened to put me in the next briefing because every now and again they'll they'll have like one of the senior chefs in this that help them tell them the information that they actually need. Um, but then every now and again they'll have one of the junior ones to go in just to be part of the team, maybe talk about bringing some food for a tasting and say we have to kind of demonstrate what we remember about the dishes in terms of allergy information. Who can eat this, 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 and this? Um, they said that you know if you if you give us any more attitude, then we'll send you in next fucking you know tomorrow to do this fucking bullshit. And it's like, all right, we'll we'll go. <laughs> I'll keep my nose wow. down. Okay, well I like the way that they're aware enough at least to threaten that. Oh yeah, no. Um, I, well, I made it. I made it emphatically clear. I think that's fucking disgusting what they're doing in there. And if you ever catch me in there, for the love of God, please put a bullet between my fucking eyes. Maybe I shouldn't have made that too clear because they can always threaten that with me now. <laughs> yeah. What is your dream holiday? Oh man. I mean, I, I could quite easily hang up right now. <laughs> really? Oh. You know, you 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 couldn't give like you know if someone like put you on the spot, you couldn't just give like a generic answer. Uh, like, I'd go to Fiji and I'd go to Florida and fight some meth gators. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for me, I. I guess um, I get bored very easily. <laughs> See you next week. I get bored very easily. So, um, so like every holiday I've ever been on has been boring as fuck. Um, I really need something to do. So like, uh, I guess my dream holiday would be like uh, the uncle I didn't know I had has died and he's left me a map to some treasure. And I've got to go on an adventure or something. <laughs> Even if that adventure just involves, you know, getting an airplane and several tuk-tuks and having an argument with a few drivers or something. Uh, maybe there's a dark alley involved or something. Even if it's not actually that exciting, at least there would be, like, a reason for me to go places. Because I've done so much of travelling where it's like, I'll go here now, I'll go here now, I'll go here now. And there's no tension. I, You know, I, unless I'm like, right, okay, my, my train leaves in half an hour, so I'm going to have a wank. <laughs> but and I'm George, not horny. This is the airport lounge. <laughs> the, why we're not at the train station? Damn it! <laughs> damn you, shiphole! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, there was there was a segue there like some time back, but I missed it. Uh, something to do with like year seven. What was happening in year seven? Ooh, Pokemon was popular, and I sort of wanted to say that. I often think to myself, you know, I see poker, people talking about fucking Pokemon all the time. And obviously, if you look at the history of what I would call the nostalgia industry, mm-hmm. we are in that exact demographic now. Because I haven't seen a flares in many, many years. But when I was a kid, there were flares everywhere. Do you remember flares? Yeah. Do you want to tell people? You know what I mean. The pub you're talking about flares, like flared trousers. You mean? No, the pub flares. It was a chain of pubs. Called oh no! Flares. Fuck no! I've never heard heard of flares in my life. No, what's this? 
Well, it's cha- a pub it's chain. A ch- it, it, it's a chain of pubs that was like 60s themed. No. Right? So it was all like psychedelic and everything. Yeah, right, okay. And, and, and I guess I guess 70s. And then by the time we started drinking and noticing pubs more, <laughs> she looks cute, that pub <laughs> over there. <laughs> Said 12-year-old um, George. <laughs> it, you know, you had normal pubs and, like, other pubs, I guess, and 80s shit. Yeah. And now... Um, we're in the era of the sort of late 90s, 2000s. It's the, it's the demographic of sort of like late 20s to sort of mid 30s. People who've got disposable income and therefore you can sell them shit that reminds them of, you know, their childhood. Because, yeah. you know, when, when you're like 25, you're, you're still too young to reminisce because you've still got a future. And when you're old, I guess you've just, you know, you've, you've accepted it now. <laughs> you, don't, you don't fucking get interested in cartoons or anything your life is manila envelopes oh, you know you've got to, they've got to fucking drain your stomach at the hospital tomorrow it's like oh fuck it I might, I'm probably not going to be here in three months so <laughs> no no effort required you've accepted that everyone dies and probably for most people there is pain and awareness of you the fact that you are dying at the end and that's going to be horrible and no matter how good the life you lead is, or all of the experiences you, the last thing you're going to do is die. And it's going to be shit. That takes over, rather than from thinking about, oh yeah, when I was a kid, I liked Nog in the Nog, or whatever it's called, <laughs> Battery Boy. One of the Hutzog, it was my favourite video game on the second so, so really my, my point of all this was just that I, I often wonder, like, um, you know, I, I see people talking about Pokemon on YouTube and in popular culture, and it's still a massive thing. And they're still launching video games and stuff. And I was thinking, um, I've obviously, I was, well, I was first thinking, I've obviously reached the age where I just cannot see what children are into. Like, I just cannot connect to that. I cannot even find it. I have no idea. Like, if you were to t- say to me, say a, say a children's, program people watch now or children watch people watch now jesus christ children watch now i'd have to be like dora the explorer i mean that's at least 10 years old i've no idea what i mean is peppa pig still on because there's got to be new stuff that i just have never heard about would not know if i saw it and and then i sort of think about that and i think about well no because it's almost like we've reached this bizarre point of cultural stagnation where it's just in perpetuity now it's, you know, it's fucking Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man's still a cool thing for kids, you know, just as it was. And, um, Pokemon and for is young still adults, sold to kids. And Star Wars is still sold to kids. There hasn't been a, a new franchise exactly to take over. I don't know if that's true or not, but I sort of wonder that. Because, <laughs> um, li- listen, listen, when my dad um, was a kid... He, I, I've seen these in the attic. He had like Dan Dare cards, and I guess Dan Dare was sort of like a superhero, like a Buck Rogers type, and all this shit I'd never heard of. Um, that obviously died out with his generation, you know, leaving childhood. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't these? Why didn't Pokemon die out with us, you know, <laughs> becoming adults? Um, too many man children, I suppose. Do, do, do you? Do you think it's is that, it, or because it must be children consuming this still? 
I mean, th- there is definitely uh, a generation of kind of people that still kind of uh, love this stuff into adulthood. Do you was that a thing? Do you think that was ever as prevalent with your father's generation, or is it just something that's kind of emerged more prominently these days? And they quite you know people carry on carrying torches for these franchises seemingly indefinitely. I mean, I wonder if just the the franchises just weren't as strong. I mean, it's not like, I mean, well, well, maybe not because you you did get things like, you know, Superman lunchboxes. But maybe it's just you know I'm talking about the strength of branding. I mean, it's not like Gumby survived, but <laughs> Superman did. So I don't, I don't know. know. There are a lot of things that uh, the mediums uh, have actually been much more fine tuned to kind of you know. Uh, for maximum fucking stimulation. You've got video games and stuff now. There's a lot more that people kind of can graft onto in a much more kind of intense way. Um, I imagine if uh, Pokemon was simply like a trading card game, it was never a, like a, a video game, I I would stipulate it wouldn't have as much traction. Um, particularly, uh, I knew how I used to consume uh, games like that as a kid. Uh, anything where you just collect things habitually, I would just be like, "Yeah, to keep doing that shit for hours and hours and hours." I didn't care about any of the the rest of the uh, the franchise in terms, of, you know, the, the cars maybe a little bit, but you the, liked the Game Boy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't watch yeah. the fucking TV show. Even as a kid, I was too. If I caught that, if I if someone would catch me watching that, even out of curiosity, I would feel ashamed. Even I had enough self awareness as a nine year old. My sister like loved it at the time. Um, but I was like, no, 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 I'll stick with my little Game Boys because no one can see what I'm fucking doing when I'm doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he could be playing something intellectual like Tetris. <laughs> or Welcome Dr. Mario. Chess Master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway, it does survive. And um, I also was not really into it as a kid, but I was into the Game Boy game. I got it, like, uh, really cheap at a second-hand store, like, sort of af- way after it had come out. And it was really good. I really liked it. But the cartoon I always, as a kid, I always thought was rubbish. And it it looked, like, unbelievably cheap to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And sort of, I think we've even talked about this, like, going back and watching the cartoon... Which I, I highly recommend if you're uh, with friends and in the right mood or whatever. It's very funny. Um, it is cheap, but like by today's standards, it doesn't even look that cheap. <laughs> you know, I'm, I guess I'm just used to seeing like really cheap animations online and stuff, and it, it's sort of it's got charm to it. What? Uh, what the? You you think so? Um, the cartoon, what? yeah, it's got a, it's got a certain charm to it. But again, maybe that's just looking at it um, with a bit of nostalgia. You know, it's, it, it's sort of got this sort of like ever so slightly grainy quality, where you can tell it's it's from the era it is from, hmm. and um, it presents lots of sort of bizarre um, scenarios. It, it's a very sort of bizarre cartoon in what. It well, I, I suppose assumes and infers, and uh, the the world it presents is like this very sort of 
incongruent, weird mess with these implications that you're not really meant to bother thinking about because it's just a, a cartoon. Yeah. It's not like it has this like deliberate subtext. It's just that because of its nature, it, it sort of presents the idea that there's this world where everyone is obsessed with Pokemons. There are no roads connecting towns. There is no clear distinction between animals and Pokemons. People fight these Pokemons for um, like a palpable sort of currency of honor. Um, and yeah, I, I guess the whole world revolves around it. It's just sort of fascinating. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, the, the subtext, uh, the, the kind of, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff it presupposes is, that is really odd. I, I, I spoke to someone about this and it's like, yeah, they should, they should really kind of like explore that for like, you know, cause Pokemon's all right. Cause it's like for the kids, but may, they, they want to kind of like edge it up for like more like the grown ups, So that when they talk about the, like the poaching aspects a little bit more, it's like, dude, for fuck's sakes, it has to stay for the fucking children. Let it go. All right. The poaching aspects. Well, like suddenly someone realizes, wait a minute, this is <laughs> cockfighting. Yeah, basically. And everyone, everyone, it just spreads like a wave. Everyone's like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm enslaving these things. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's not really meant to stand the test of uh, approaching it in a, like, well, you know, this is literally terrible sort of way. Of course not. No. You're just meant to suspend that and be 10. Um, well, anyway, Pokemon in the real world. Is that what we're talking about? Well, um... I, I guess so. I mean, obviously, you shamed me yesterday. Uh, Did I? <laughs> well, when I, you asked me for topics, and I was, uh, I'm a fucking blank slate for that kind of stuff. And then uh, you uh, generated a list, uh, you know, in a second, and I felt profoundly stupid. But I was kind of hoping, because <laughs> you got a few here. <laughs> the last one on the list, which I'm not going to list them because we might use <laughs> the last one on the list, was meat. I was kind of hoping we'd talk about meat. <laughs> meat, yeah. I, I think people in Pokemon eat meat. I think it, you often see vegetarian stuff, but yeah. I mean, what what do you what do you think about meat? Pokemon meat. I mean, what differentiates Pokemon between Pokemon and animals is, I guess, animals can't get sucked into that Pokeball. Has anyone really tried? But no. It's a it's a bizarre technology, which you would think, you know, if they if you could do that, capture a life, if you could reduce someone's mass to fit in the palm of your hand in a central, for lack of a better, a tennis ball, would you would you honestly use that to ensnare the local wildlife, or could you go on a campaign of war, enslaving many many millions of people? I think it's they've used it um, for. That kind of, for those purposes is is quite charmingly humble and definitely lacking in ambition. Yeah, I mean, if it was in our universe, then definitely there wouldn't be any wild Pokemon right now. <laughs> you know, and it would be like yeah, I'm barren going to wastelands to... everywhere you'd look. <laughs> I mean, there'd be animals, but all the Pokemon would definitely have been caught, and I guess they'd be factory farming them, right? Yeah. <laughs> God Almighty! You know, like if you want to, you know, if you're like someone who's uh, going to fight a, fight dogs or something. You're not going to go out and capture a dog. You're going to buy one and, unfortunately, you know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what it would be like if you want. You want to. You want to fight Pokemon or own Pokemon. You got to buy it. 
Um, and I guess the gyms, it would be like Tyson's gym. You know, and that's where you fight like the Cluck Clucks. <laughs> the, the what, sorry? The, the Cluck Clucks. That's the second form of the... It goes chick chick cluck cluck, and then what would the third one be? Hen. <laughs> okay. Then what we could have what quack quacks and duck ducks. Yeah. So it goes it goes duck duck quack quack, and then the final one is like it's like a bowl with water in it and several duck heads coming out, and that's soup soup. <laughs> Oh. And that's what they say, soup, 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 and they're all saying it at the same time. It still sounds like quack quack. I guess um, we, if they are going to be bred, so uh, if the breeding is going to be rife, then I guess they will have, in our universe, we'd obviously have to instigate a few more sensible laws. Um, because knowing how I used to play that game, when breeding became an option, I would invariably, because <laughs> I was a horrible, horrible man. <laughs> was. <laughs> I don't play the game anymore. I've grown up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But so uh, I would, you know, breed it. Then I'd have offspring with which to breed. And I would invariably make it breed with its fucking parents. <laughs> and keep going. Hoping that I would basically completely destroy its genetic code. And be left with something horrific. It's, I remember when I was a kid. It's in the Bible. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, uh, then they 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 were bringing out the second generation. They 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 were talking about how they introduced this new feature where you could breed. And it's like, oh wow, can this? And in my naivety, I didn't realize how limited games needed to be in order to fucking work. I just assumed. So you, you spent could... hours trying to make a fucking a, a pool of eyeballs and arms. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I thought yeah. you could create novel things with that, but apparently not. I was devastated. Yes, there's there's a, a fun game called Crusader Kings. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I've heard of it, but I'm not. I, I don't know really what it is. Hang on. Let me, um... Essentially, it's a strategy game where you play a dynasty in medieval times, and uh, you control the ruling person of that dynasty usually. And um, it's um, it's got got all sorts of mechanics, or you know, sort of that's trying to simulate sort of the politics of the time where you can marry people for alliances and okay um you know like betray people and it's it's fun and um uh i played it once recently and uh i decided that uh in my playthrough um i think i played with with some sort of style of uh succession where you could i think it was tanistry or something or maybe the irish version of that this is boring now where you could choose your successor. So my own internal logic was, I can choose anyone in my dynasty to be the successor, but my rule is they have to be a dwarf. <laughs> because my original, the founder of my dynasty was a dwarf, and I used cheats to make his wife a dwarf, so all their kids were dwarves. <laughs> I fucking love that that's something they implemented in the code. Yeah. And, and it would get to the point where it's like, Okay, the only people who are, who I've got loads of people to choose from, but the only people I could choose from is this baby girl who's got dwarfism, or this thirty-year-old who's got dwarfism inbred uh, is stupid. I think the actual trait is dumb, uh, 
and is uh, sterile as well. Yeah, it ended up with loads of people, you know, not because of dwarf on dwarf action, but because it was inevitably going to be, well, there aren't that many dwarves in Europe that I can marry. <laughs> We've used all the dwarves. <laughs> We're going to have to start inbreeding now. Right. I just I want to ask something here. Is there, so your choice and, and you, yeah, to, yeah. Um, to yeah, sire your dynasty from a dwarf, is this does it pose any benefits or is it merely an aesthetic choice? Um, <laughs> the, no, it's it, you get different traits as time goes by, and obviously you know you can. It's a PC game, so you can use consoles to muck around and give people weird traits and stuff. And all it do, it's a negative trait, so all it is is it, I think it makes you um, less healthy. And uh, if you're a men man dwarf. Then all women um, get a minus ten attraction to you. Oh my god! (laughs) Brutal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's obviously, you know, it's not not really trying to like pass judgment. It's just trying to present. You know, it's going to be more difficult if you're a dwarf, I guess, in the Middle Ages. Um, but so so like uh, if you select it. At the beginning, you can select your own traits, and if you select it, you because um, it's negative, you get years taken off your character. So you want to start as a younger character, so you've got time to have kids, right? Ideally, but then if you select good traits, you get older. So if you want to start married as well, you you get older. So you've got to work out what you want to do. Okay. Um, so if you select dwarf, it like it takes ten years off. So you could be like a dwarf, but then use that. To also make your character like a genius, gotcha. so so if you're starting off, you could use it as a trade-off. But one of the things, which I guess they've done because they really don't want to, you know, be perceived as being homophobic, is um, the homosexual trait is neutral. It's oh, not okay. plus or negative. And honestly, there is no benefit in that game to playing as a homosexual. <laughs> Because it's the Middle Ages and they fucking hate homosexuals, unfortunately. Oh. And it makes it harder to have kids. <laughs> there's there's no benefit, I don't think. Because I've, I've, had, I've had, like, heirs who are homosexuals. It's not like the end of the game. They can still have kids. But they're doing <laughs> it out of sense to... of duty, I guess. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting that they, they really did not want to say that was negative. Oh, of course not. No, they'd, they'd be fucking slammed for it. Uh, smart choice. But they, they felt like Dwarf they could get away with. Because they could have they could have made Dwarf negative. Uh, they could have made it neutral and be like, I don't know, like harder to assassinate or something. <laughs> you know, you can run between people's legs and such. I'd say like plus 10 charisma because they're so... <laughs> plucky and adorable <laughs> yeah yeah and every normal game i've played on it you, you know you can assign people like titles and stuff and one of them is court dwarf and right. usually you know usually it's either vacant or like there's one dwarf so it's going to be that guy but <laughs> but but, I, but when you play like this it becomes like that's the title that is the most like, honored title you can have is court dwarf <laughs> this was the meta game that you played with yourself within. Yeah, it was. Yeah, essentially. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there you go. So um, it's a shame then that that Pokemon doesn't have that element <laughs> where you could inbreed Pokemon to the point where they're basically basically just 
you know, sterile husks. Oh, no, I, I wanted I wanted their DNA to be so kind of fragile and bruised and beaten that they would kind of, their cellular bo- bonds would just decay and they would just become puddles. Uh, that was disappointing. And I guess there's, there's not much point though, right? Because I, assume, I assume you can only breed Pokemon with the same type. I mean, they're not going to implement a system where you can, like, make a hybrid. That would be way too complicated. No. I know that so, they, so what's the point? I mean, why do you need, like, three of the same Pokemon? Uh, well, aficionados, will t- I'm sure, will tell you exactly why, but I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Well, another thing that I was also very disappointed was that they, with that generation, introduced a few kind of infant Pokemon as well. And alas, you know, those, there were a certain, there were, there were a few no-goes when it came to breeding, and alas, the babies were something you couldn't make shag on command. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you mean babies you mean like the first stage or there's like no, babies no. before that yeah so they, they obviously you know, I think um, there was Pikachu but then they had in the second generation they introduced something else that came before that would evolve into Pikachu um, and that is yeah like as I'm saying it's something you, you get only kind of useless but just there for I don't know set dressing, but yeah, couldn't da- couldn't fucking breed it, so not happy. But you could evolve it and breed it. Yeah, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I want babies <laughs> making babies because <laughs> yes. I was a sick fuck. Who ate all the babies? <laughs> That'll be the babies. <laughs> the friends' babies. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, if Pokemon were uh, in this universe, surely we'd be using Pikachu's to like. You know, power batteries or something, wouldn't we? Wouldn't you just have like Pikachu's like nailed up, like connected to wires at substations? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm sure for a lot of like logical and practical people, no, I'd have it on the end of a stick and use it as a cattle prod. Right, you'd use it as a weapon. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, it's better than. I imagine that the work that and goes the stick into would be a ass, would it? No, no, of course not. I'd use, I, I'm civil. I'd use just sev- elephant tape. Elephant tape. <laughs> no, just like along the spine, you know, it's fine. No lasting damage when I, re- you know, when he's finally relinquished of duty. Put him in his pet carrier. Um, but then again, I guess I'd probably I... do that with a lot of them, especially like a Geo dude. I mean, that would definitely work on the end of a fuck- uh, on the end of a baseball bat. You make a great mace. <laughs> yeah. Um... Because guns don't exist in Pokemon, but I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, Damien, have you ever seen the the Pokemon with uh, the character Damien in it? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen it? No. I th- how I want to say it, it's episode thirteen, even which I shouldn't know, but uh, it gave me great joy to watch it. I'll put a couple of clips in. <laughs> oh, um, really? Is it something I should know? Yeah. About? But I guess he's meant to be British as well. I think. I mean, he he pronounces Charmander, Charmander, <laughs> like like British people would do. Mate, Charmander, <laughs> and he fucking hates Charmander as well. He's he's a really bad dude. He's a knobhead. Oh, is he really? He he captures Charmander, and um, uh, Charmander is weak, so he leaves him in the woods while it rains. Oh, and then he go he goes to a pub and tells people. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you do? Old British like, Tevin. <laughs> and he's like, I hate Charmander. <laughs> but he's useless. I hope he dies. I mean, I, he, I'm not really exaggerating that much. It's pretty full on. Okay. And then, and then Ash is like, mm, I think the good thing is not to do that. It's a, <laughs> a you know a real turning point. Let me adopt um, your pets. I will take them all on. I know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, in in today's universe, obviously, Pokemon would have. Um, or some Pokemon would have more uses than others. I can't imagine much use for a Snorlax, but you could certainly weaponize. I don't know. Charmatide. I think their pelts would be highly sought after. You could easily you could make a great <laughs> throw out of it. So you'd farm them, would you? Like a big mink farm. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they, they they would they would farm them like puppies, wouldn't they? Puppies of course, they would. Pokemon I'm looking look here. You got all like the fish and stuff like that. They'd easily end up on fucking people's plates. You know, there's no reason that. These things wouldn't, yeah, not be consumed like any other animal on this fucking planet. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> now, which one do you think would be most delicious? Because <laughs> I always, with things mm. like the rock types, I, I, I always kind of say, is they're obviously portrayed as is living it meat? things. Is it so, meat under there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I really wanted to kind of drill down and find what's going on there. Is it really kind no, of No, it's soft it's and more like once you've once you've blown Onyx's head off with like a piece of dynamite on the end of an enormous stick, you've got to like um put it on the back of your truck and then take it to a like a massive a massive um shredder, like the type of shredder that completely like crushes yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. those shredders that crush hard drives, it's like that but ten times as big. You just put it in there and like grind it into salt, and that's how you eat <laughs> those rock Pokemon. Sort Jesus. of, you know, just just a little bit of ooh, mmm, a little bit of onyx on top. Very nice. Really, really brings out the sweet if you do that. I think. I mean, you know, therefore every Pokemon is edible. <laughs> right, because that was the last one. If we, if we didn't sort that shit out, it'd been tough titties. I mean, I could only imagine, you know, if Pokemon were real and that was the situation where they were delicious, I, I would find real joy in hunting Psyducks. <laughs> I'd like to think that I... Fuck you off as a kid. I'd like to think that I'd, like, try and do it like Leon teaches Matilda and start with, like, sniper <laughs> rifles. But as I get more skilled, like, it ends with... It's just me with a knuckle duster, right? And, like, in ninja gear going after them. <laughs> With no grace whatsoever. Just bathing yourself in the fruits of your vicious slaughter. <laughs> yeah, it's the, a... it starts off with me like in full ninja gear and I've got like piano wire, but then all I do is like hit it in its gut and then like get around it and try and strangle it. Like there's no <laughs> stealth. Ah. You go back to your <sighs> log cabin in the woods at night and just these mounted busts all across the walls. Just of Psyducks. Furniture made, you know, uh, made from the uh, oh, but it's tan pelt. beaks. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like Van Pelt, but just for Psyduck. <laughs> Is there any particular reason? Did it wound you as a child? I just imagine the taste is acceptable, and I find it very annoying. <laughs> the taste is acceptable. I can't imagine it's great, but... I don't know. I think duck has tasty meat. I think I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to assume that the taste would be comparable to duck in our current universe. In yeah. which case, I would say, yeah, I'd lap that shit up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of a Pokemon that wouldn't taste nice. 
Um, I mean, I guess the rock ones would probably be an acquired taste. I can see more stuff like, you know, the rock ones like that. Oh, what I can't remember what it's called. The one you mentioned earlier that you put on the end of a baseball bat. It's basically like a rock with fists. <laughs> oh, gee, there we go. Absolutely genius design there, like fucking Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> like, what if it was a floating fucking rock with two arms coming out of it? Like, I imagine that would be like more of a, a thing you like lick off the back of your wrist in the club. Slam something. I don't know. We got a few that. Would we have Pokemon dancers in the club? Would they be stripping? Would you sexualize them? uh, I would say, look, you had the the fighting ones, um, the big muscly dudes. They could ease. I mean, I'm sure. Chop. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're the favorite of some dark and twisted people. But they could easily be fetishized, and they could. They could work the clubs. Maybe not as dancers, perhaps bouncers. Well, it depends on the club, really. Um, there has to be a Pokemon which is basically a lady's body with, like, a unicorn head. And she's in, like, a like a red like swimsuit or something. I, I mean, I'm surprised there's not more, sort of... Because they really seem to run out of ideas after a while. Like, they obviously felt like we needed to ha- they needed to have hundreds. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see... I mean, they made that joke on that. Uh, was it Pikachu on acid? They the chair. Oh, I'm sixth generation, but uh, it is kind of like that. I saw some. I saw one that was literally just a gear from a machine with eyeballs. And it was a, what was it called? Geario. It was kind of like Cogsum or something like that. I have no... <laughs> Coggy the Cog. Fuck's sake. Yeah, and it it transforms into clock. No, well, no, it doesn't. Clock. It's even worse than that. It just transforms. Clock. It transforms into two cogs. <laughs> into two cogs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the third one is? Its final form? Um, it's Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a fucking leap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see, like, a clock tower Pokemon. Um, I mean, I, yeah. They, they definitely reached that point where it's kind of ridiculous, I think, haven't they? I mean, there were Pokemon at the beginning that were just Pokeballs with eyes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all fucking absurd. But, I mean, it's amazingly... What... Amazing what they can shit out in the name of, you know, keeping this shit going. Um, Could you eat those, those Pokeball ones? I mean, I, do, do they defecate even? They must do. Yeah, they must. I mean, I've. It, one of the things that's kind of really odd about the, the games that I knew, and I knew a fair few of them, but if you. The shit that they would write in your little kind of like Pokedex thing. The world is very wholesome, and everyone's kind of like all love and joy. Everyone gets on all this kind of stuff. But the shit they would write about these things existing in the wild, sometimes it's fucking oh, yeah. terrifying. Like that one that kills its mother for its face mask. Something carbone. Oh yes, I that's... think his name was <laughs> the lonely Italian Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, those. Um, I seem to remember one had like sickles or something for arms and it would talk about the things that used to bleed a specific way before it would consume its prey which they would list as something else it's also deliciously fucking cute you know it's like oh, it's, I mean, it's just odd that you know they would quite happily you know uh, expand the law this way but you'd never actually see it implemented in any kind of way because I'd quite I would I'd see that I'd, I'd quite happily see that shit who would the gym masters be in our universe? Would it be like, you know, like Zuck and, <laughs> you know, like billionaires? Or, or would it be people like Steve Irwin? Like people who are more like masters of, 
outdoors. <laughs> so, like, I mean, the I know final, he's dead, but the, 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 the you know, your, your final gym leader has got to be David Attenborough in that case. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, he's not doing the fighting, is he? Of course not. He's just you know the supreme master of all. Yeah, and he narrates it as well. <laughs> It's very off-putting. <laughs> it's like if David Attenborough would narrate a boxing match. Like, instead of it being quick and, like, left punch, right punch, oh, takes it in the face. It's all like, yes, and, and now he overpowers the other Pokemon. Yep, he's... That's a dominating stance there. Yep, he's, <laughs> he's getting ready to pull the skull off from the spine. <laughs> and here we see Look at that, a, a left hook straight to the jaw. Look at this Pokemon. Boring. <laughs> That's when he loses. Then it's like he dispenses with the uh, that veneer. It's like oh, fuck this. It's it's like a three-hour match where Machomp is just hitting that Pokemon that's just a cocoon. It's called like Hard On or something. <laughs> and it's just not taking any damage. <laughs> yes, I am familiar with which you were talking about. I having said that, right? There was. <coughs> In the first, uh, first generation, right? So there was, yeah, there was, there was hard one. There was another one, um, Kakuni's, uh, Kakuni, uh, uh, the B one, and that the, the cocoon, the second stage thing. At least the the pictures that they had on that game one did kind of look like a penis. Like if you pulled the foreskin, foreskin back, he definitely had a proper helmet shape there. And I was always kind of, I thought it was really odd as a kid. Like an uns- like a circumcised penis. No, no, no. It was like you were pulling it back, really, like painfully hard for no re- no good reason. Which I would do as a kid because <laughs> I was bored. Don't act like you never did that shit. <laughs> I wanted to see what my penis could do. Before I, I mean, found like, out when you say for. until it was painful, like I mean, like <laughs> like un- like you were passing out, and that's the only reason you let go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing it much, much later, and you said uh, it was an expression which always kind of sent chills down my spine, which was uh, snapping your banjo cord. And it's like, oh, man. oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know someone, or I did know someone, He, um, when I was at university, he was the boyfriend of the girl who lived opposite me. He was the guy who shouldn't have been living there, and security sort of knew he was living there, but like never could catch him and then one day they someone tipped them off i don't know who and they went up there and as they opened the door they saw the closet door closing really quick and then they opened the closet door and he was inside with a towel on his head <laughs> that guy he told me that he snapped his banjo cord and that he could roll his foreskin right down his oh, cock oh, and it's like oh. that it doesn't work like that no it doesn't but even it so it does not work like that the the image of my like they're mind. completely not like they're like your knob, the muscle of your knob and the and the skin around it are not connected at all. Oh, oh man, there's nothing. I I can't say anything without oh, coiling, retching. That's absolutely disgusting. I know it's not possible, but the image that conjures up, <laughs> I can see the infantile logic that has led him to make that assertion. And it's oh, it's just it's putrid. It's just a weird. I mean, it was obviously not true. So why? What's the brag? Uh, I don't know. He's just just a more. I mean, I would kind of 
accept that if he was well, like ten years younger, perhaps it's just like stupid shit you say. But I guess he hasn't graduated to that point mentally. It's like yeah, maybe you so- also I remember him saying that there's no point of using like washing up soap when you do the washing up because it doesn't make it cleaner; it just makes it smell nice. <laughs> like, which is bizarre because have you like washed a plate with washing up and then you know he doesn't smell of anything. Well, I mean, you have to ask yourself: Does he does he implement a sponge in the washing up process, or does he just use his thumb with his hands? Yeah, because I've seen people does do he, that does, shit. Does he use water? <laughs> just with his shirt. There. Yeah, all it does is make they make all my dirty plates green and slimy. They were that shit before, so what? Why the fuck do I bother? I leave them out in the rain. Hello. You know that sorts them right out. I remember somebody else's fucking place, uh, going there and. Um, uh, their kitchen drawers were full of dirty plates because the sink was full. So they just started storing them in, in drawers. Did you have a talk with this person? No, I didn't care. <laughs> no, I was quite happy to see where this insanity would lead. I went back six I months have... <laughs> and I, his I cats have... had eaten, eaten his remains. There's another story as well about someone in a student house share and it was just a bunch of, bunch of random people. They didn't know and um each other very well and one of them just stayed in their room all the time and all he ate apparently was um like full roast chickens and you know like when you put a roast chicken in like the foil they're like disposable foil trays that are sort of meant for roasts mm-hmm. just cook it in that and then take that to his bedroom <laughs> like no plates or anything and just eat that. And then one day they looked in and the room was just full of flies and chicken carcasses. Good lord. Yeah. Depression's a hell of a mistress. And fuck indeed. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to assume. Well, you would hope so, because there's no excuse for that kind of behaviour. I was about to say... Hang on. I'm confused a bit funny. I was about to say that look, I've, I've, t- I've taken similar crockery to the bedroom to eat, but I don't... You know, leave that much. I don't leave it around. You know, for fucking weeks and weeks, and let it accrue like that. I've had my sad microwave meals in the, you know, straight out of the fucking molten plastic that they come in, because I'm. Yeah, but you don't leave that there. No, of course not. No, 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 no. That's uh, quite a harrowing end to that fucking story. Jesus. (laughs) I guess. I I say that because there, but for the grace of God, <laughs> go I, because <laughs> I've come fucking close. <laughs> well, I remember when Jason found that year-old banana in his backpack. <laughs> How could he identify it as a banana? <laughs> it was just <laughs> considering some of Jason's goings on. It could have just been a really old used condom. <laughs> I mean, I think I told you this story as well about. Um, uh, someone I knew uh, in uh, the army or RAF or whatever, I can't remember who exactly told it me, in their locker they found a uh, like at the back of their locker when they moved out of where they'd been living for like two years, they found a plastic bag and uh, they moved it and uh, it was what it was was it was a ancient turd that someone, a friend had <laughs> They, they'd shit in a bag they were leaving so as a goodbye present they shit in a bag wrapped it up and put it in the back of this guy's locker and he never found it and never obviously never smelt it but when he moved it the way he described it was 
it must have cracked open or something. <laughs> and they had to like they had to like evacuate the fucking like eight man room he was in. <laughs> because hell. the smell was unbelievable. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, but talking about knobs, do you remember uh, Chris's brother, the story around him, that he put a cigarette down of course, yeah. his urethra? And, like, <laughs> obviously, that's not true. How do those things start? No, but I love... Because I heard that before, then I asked about it like years later, and I got the other half of that bullshit story, was that he put it in He put it in so deep, he couldn't like physically get it out, and they had to fish it out in fucking A&E. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. How would they invoice you on that? <laughs> like, what would they? Or you know, even if you didn't have to pay, they'd have to write what the procedure was somewhere. Like, what is that? Uh, oh, there'll be some threat unblocking. Yeah. The the. Uh, I don't know the medical jargon, but there will be. They'll write in such a way that it's not explicit, saying we fetched you know something out of a something out of a guy's knob. But they'll have codes for it, um, I, I, like f- foreign object removal. Yeah, something like that. Something <laughs> from the bowel. <laughs> but I mean, every doctor must have one of those stories, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can just like a preliminary fucking Google of bizarre X-rays will will, t- will tell you that that fucking stuff. <laughs> uh, this there's a really good documentary series. I want to say it's on Prime, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, there's a really good documentary series called Lorena about uh, a woman called Lorena who apparently famously uh, chopped off her husband's penis. Right. Um, for being an incredibly be- abusive dickhead. And they managed to sew it back on. Okay. You know, so, uh, and, uh, you know, work, it worked. So, oh, really? the wonders of science, yeah. Okay. It worked so much that he he even went to do went on to do porno with it. That so, can't be. F- I mean, you, you're pulling my leg. Surely not. No, no. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should watch it. It's it's a fun documentary. What's <laughs> your fucking porn? <laughs> well, that, well, that was it. They were selling the porn on his Franken penis. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes a bit more yeah, sense. I mean, this, it was in the 90s where you couldn't just look up, you know, all this fun stuff. You actually had to pay for it. Right. All right. Yeah. I've got that in front of me. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Frank and Penis is definitely worth a watch. Oh, and The Woman as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, that the, the sort of hook of it is cut off her husband's dick. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, it definitely sort of comes out with her, with you sort of feeling like, yeah. She was right to do it. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the guy, you know, we interview the guy, and he is a massive piece of shit. Oh, okay. Excellent. Yeah, so so check that out. But, yeah, I mean, I guess if they can stitch your penis back on and get it working, they can get the glass out of your ass. Well, that's very good to know. If they can do that with the penis, then I'm going to be much more careless with mine. I think I've been to... Uh... Too conservative with my penis of late. Well, careless, careless how? Like careless, like sticking it in things that you don't know what's in Absolutely, there. Absolutely, yes. Using <laughs> it, right? Like random voids. Yeah, I could definitely give the vacuum cleaner another go. 
<laughs> I mean, she cut it off. She didn't shred it up, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think they can do anything if they blend it or anything. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going to bother with the attachments. I'm going to go straight to the actual heart of the vacuum. <laughs> well, well, that famous case as well of that guy who fucked his vacuum cleaner um, and uh, then called the police and said, like, Something, something along the lines of, uh, um, uh, some Puerto Rican guy just burst into my room and cut my penis off, or something so stupid. And the police arrived, and uh, there was like a trail of blood to the fucking closet. And they opened the closet, and the only thing in there was a bloody vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and he had, yeah, he'd not fucked the hose. Bizarre enough, he'd gone right for the. It's like a Henry Hoover, right? He he wanted to fuck Henry's nose. Oh God. And they're quite like industrial powered as well. Those Henry Hoover's are surprisingly fucking on it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess as a kid, I always imagined it can't can't really do this, but I always imagined it was essentially like a macerator vacuum where there was a blade coming around. Well, it sounds but like it, that can't be it. Who knows? But if it fucking blitz this fucking guy's junk, then there's something going on there. I couldn't imagine it's just there's enough suction to. Re- to just tear it off the fucking body, but there has to be some maybe some kind of crushing element involved. Well, like I say, I think medical science has you know has advanced enough for me to kind of experiment fancy free. So I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my now, mission now. I don't know if this is medically sound at all, but it sounds so good. I've got to say it. I think the suction would be so strong that it would rip off his entire unit. <laughs> Because <laughs> he tried to shove in his fucking scrotum in there as well. Like, there's nothing you know what there. I mean, right? I mean, like his his cock, his balls, his gooch, like right the way up to his asshole. Oh, <laughs> just one huge fissure. <laughs> his fucking his lower intestine just starts to slowly sluice out the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that would def- definitely be a, a, a you know a mortal wound. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Oh well, I mean, you would hope so because the quality of life after that incident uh, uh, was just—it does—it bears, you know, not talking about. If nothing else, you know, the reputation, you know, to live such a miserable life and for it to be only your fucking fault in the most humiliating way possible. No, no, no. I—you I, just wouldn't be able to carry on. I mean, at, at the very least, it would be like extremely painful i mean when i whenever i've been like kicked in the balls or anything or like my dog has jumped and hit me in the balls or anything that's like a pain i can feel for a few days like the echoes less yes it's it's quite horrible I did the same thing at work i was having a discussion with someone i just opened the fridge door you know um and they're all like kind of waist tight and i opened it just slammed myself in the fucking mess i only caught you know just just the one but it was enough to kind of put me out of commission for a good 20 minutes it's like i'm i'm gonna have to sit down f- for this I've lost my breath <laughs> <laughs> that horrible fucking pain that just fucking rises up through your fucking body for some reason yeah it doesn't even start like pain it starts like it starts like oh no 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 <laughs> it's like yeah uh, like the uh the initial incline on a roller coaster you know it's climbing and it's just good something's <laughs> gonna happen describing it yeah um, you're not quite sure it's not as it's not quite as fast when it kicks in as a roller coaster. It's just one of those fucking blunt, dull pains. Good and slow. Ugh. Yeah. 
So, speaking of which, uh, have you seen the latest groundbreaking, earth-shattering, life-changing thing from Facebook called Facebook Workspace? Part of Mark Zuckerberg's meta-universe that will change the way we work forever. Uh, it sounds very ominous. It's very funny. Oh, really? What it is, is it's the idea that um, you can work remotely, but by using Oculus Rift, which is a VR headset that you attach to your head, if in case you don't know, um, you will put one of those on and you will be able to join a virtual space, perhaps a bland office, uh, with other people and look at each other and move your hands in the style of Xbox One avatars. Um, I watched it a couple of weeks ago and there, I wanted to sort of do a video about it, but there really wasn't enough for me to talk about it or anything. But essentially Mark Zuckerberg thinks that the future of, uh, I suppose, white collar work, you know, sitting down work is we're going to strap VR headsets to our heads and like have meetings where we pretend that we're the avatars and we hold fucking sticks in our hands so that we can gesture in the virtual space. And also the avatars are, only exist from the waist up, so they can't move around or anything. They, I Just what the fuck? Yeah, I'm tr trying to uh, find, find what it looks like here, uh, but I'm not seeing anything. But it sounds fucking dreadful. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm really saying is, is that obviously the idea is horrible anyway. Just... I have never been on... A, I used to have a proper job once, uh, although I didn't fucking do it, but I have never been on a meeting with people where we actually need to look at each other. I mean, but that's a whole other thing. I've never been in a meeting where it really couldn't have just been, you do this, you do this, you do this. Mm -hmm. But whatever. But, but like, why do I have... Why? It, it, it just looks so remedial. I, the reason I thought it was funny was I just cannot see it being adopted. Well, of course not. It sounds all. incredibly fucking juvenile, if anything else. Um, it's I... like he's never played a video game. The way he described it and everything, it was fascinating. So I guess you know, if you're interested in Zuckerberg, check it out. There's a really funny interview on CBS with Gail, who's like super into it. It's obviously a bit of a right. puff piece. She's super into it. She's like, this is great. This looks so good. But then at the end, she says, but this isn't going to replace the office, isn't it? I mean, I love the office. And essentially what she does is she says this doesn't work to replace the office, which is what he's trying to do. And he doesn't really have an answer. He's, he, his answer is like, well, that's what you think. But most people don't want to be back in the office. They want to do this, I hope. And, <laughs> and it also sort of it's sort of weird because she's she's on about the, you know, this fa sort of famous presenter, Gail. Mm -hmm. She's sort of on about um, like. I love the office. I love returning to the office. It's like, Gail, you don't work in an office. You fucking float in and out of an office. Your job is being a presenter. Like, if my job was, yeah, come into the office fucking, yeah, maybe every day, but you're not, like, sitting at a desk working there all the time. Like, fuck off. No one wants to fucking do that. No, not at all. If, you, if anyone had the choice to do that at home and not spend an hour driving, anyone would do that, wouldn't they? I've, I've heard... I mean, if I lived in a tiny apartment, I would, I would rather the choice of sitting on my computer in my tiny apartment doing it, you know, rather than like, what, fucking getting up, getting dressed, getting washed. That's the yeah, worst one. Fuck it, hell. That's the worst one, getting washed. Ooh, so cold. 
driving there, you know, being in a horrible, sterile place. I don't know. It just seems to me that maybe it's a generational thing where the younger generation just doesn't see the appeal of that. Well, yeah, I think if you really want to remedy that that problem, because people said, oh, it was a novelty working from home for so long. Obviously, people obviously got bored of it and they were begging to kind of go back. I heard from the same, very same people that were so keen to go back. I myself was kind of guilty of the same thing. As I just kind of want to work again. I've done enough of that. And it's like I could quite happily, I could, I could roll through another lockdown for a couple of months. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> flip, flip those burgers yes. on your dad's grill. That's not a euphemism, is it? Oh dear. Um, <laughs> what would that be? I've no fucking idea, but you. But the what you you put a little bit of a bit of a spin on that one. It's like, you know, your dad's boy. All needs is a bit of a fucking slide whistle. You know, carry on. Um, <laughs> Roast his sausages. <laughs> that's not fair. Um, now what you need to do is just re- scorch his buns. <laughs> You've got like twenty of these lined up. <laughs> uh, you need to remove sources letters. All right, <laughs> all right. Okay. I get it. My story was fucking boring. Okay. No. All right. No, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I've I've lost. The, I think my the, the th- uh, thread was going to be so. You need to remove pickle the, is pickle. I I all right. I'll commend you on that one. I uh, son of a bitch. All right. Okay. Th- okay. That's the last one. No. Sorry, no. On. It's not the fucking last one. I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. I can't. <laughs> French's dip. <laughs> French's dip. <laughs> Oh, that's a new one. That one's archived. Thank you. Oh, dear. <laughs> now, you don't need some childish toy um, to kind of make the office a more engaging place. You need to remove the tedium of a lot of that fucking work. Um, yeah. At least with, uh, you know, I, I have not been privy to a lot of those meetings. I've been very close to them, but at least the management level stuff that I've dealt with, the stuff of uh, basically spinning the wheels, um, they, they generate activities. For, to serve their own well, so it's interest and self-importance. But there's so much that can be, in terms of labour, uh, that can just be removed. Um, and these people, yeah, they have tedious jobs, no doubt, as an extension of that. Really, um, if failing that, these people need to fucking get different jobs. You know, they, they, they need to be like, fucking harsh. Okay. Well, no, I mean, there are people that do certain, there are certain vocations. People, do, you know, look for certain charisma. Have you, my, I'm coming from my uh, point where my perspective, where my only close to an office job was working in a fucking call center. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely not the same thing. No, no, no it's not. I guess, um, so it did no that's that's definitely i mean that you know that's work i i did that for a very short time and that you know that was not a job where it was like yeah i go in for eight hours but i only work five no that was fucking i go in for eight hours and work like 20 years yeah so that stuff uh i, I wouldn't say it was necessarily it was fundamentally tedious yes but it was uh, not engaging either but somehow it really demanded quite a lot of my mental faculties it was tough. Uh, you you missed work, is what you're saying. You were bored. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, I, I I get it. I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I think that the future is people sitting at home doing nothing. I just I I think that people 
can you know i think especially younger workers like people under 40 can see that the office is not a more efficient place mm-hmm. um it's sort of more now just to do with sort of like a kind of tradition like there are many many businesses that you come across where you think well they don't really need an office today and i just think that, that what's going to drive that is well it's actually cheaper to have remote workers for a lot mm-hmm. of work and you know if people are migrating to that then that's what's going to lead it but but i don't know i guess ultimately i don't know anything anything could happen hopefully something disease centric <laughs> this time a little bit more virulent but i mean my anecdotal not evidence exactly but my anecdotal experience is uh, there are a lot of places around me, like food, fast food places and um, convenience stores, where I've gone to them, like in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, and they've been shut. And it'll say on the side, "shut due to lack of staff." Right. I know that's not the same thing as office migration, but it, it's interesting. Something appears to be happening. Yes, indeed. I've told you. Yeah. I mean, you, I've yeah. yeah I've. Been is that your experience in Britain? Well, yeah, no, I've been complicit in. Uh, uh, I was complicit in um, deleting or uh, deactivating the NHS track and trace app on my phone. We were encouraged, even in my current job, to kind of keep away from it, simply because if people, you know, if we were to leave that stuff running on our phones, it would simply it would close us overnight because we'd all have to, you know. Uh, We'd all be registered with enough contact with enough high-risk people that we'd all have to isolate almost essentially all at the same time. And there just would be no way to run the restaurant on that. When I left the, um, that that restaurant, um, uh, yeah, they kept having the same same kind of issues. Well, they'd fucked everyone off so much that a lot of people just left en masse anyway. But the few people that did kept finding themselves having to fucking isolate. And yeah, last time... I heard when I spoke to one of those guys that they no longer open for lunch anymore because they can't simply, there just aren't enough people there anymore. Half their business has gone in the fucking bin. So that's an app that uses GPS to see if you've been in contact with someone who later tests positive yeah. for coronavirus. And okay, right, yeah. It's not just like tracking you know, GPS, but you obviously register where you go um, with. QR codes and stuff like that, you know, that you know, that activate the app says that you've right. been here at such and such a time, and obviously it, you know, aggregates that stuff. And it's like, well, if such and such was here, then you might have to. I mean, I got, I did get, uh, I got pinged at one point. They said I had to isolate for four days, which was not, which was kind of odd in right. and of itself. Um, yeah. Which uh, I had loads of the fucking test kits at home anyway. Um, I didn't isolate because I knew I wasn't sick, but I kept, I tested every day. That's the best I could do. But yeah, um, we had, uh, we had right, a general okay. manager just test, go to, okay. right. sorry. No, sorry. You just, yeah, you tested every day. That, that's good. I don't, I've, I've never had a test. Oh I've, man. When it, I, when I thought I might have had it like probably a year ago or something, I can't remember. Um, but when I thought I might've had it, that I couldn't get hold of a test. Oh yeah. Well, that's one of the things that they do in England still, which I think is 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 pretty cool. Is they still have a lot of people out um, NHS volunteers, and they'll just give them out for free. And so please fucking right, take this good. shit with you. Um, 
Um, I just took loads from work because they they give uh, employers fucking shit tons just you know for the well just for everyone's peace of mind. So I just yeah I took. I think they ordered like I think someone ordered it, but they fucking like carried a fucking zero and they ended up ordering like fucking two hundred of the fuckers or whatever. So I was like, oh fine, I'll take a stash. You know, more than I could ever possibly... For, like, right. if I put this many sticks uh, into my brain, that I won't have to worry about a virus. <laughs> I'll have to worry about some, some pretty um, prominent brain damage. And, and the... Oh, do you have to stick it up your nose? Oh, yeah. You, you, um, you, I think you check your tonsils first, which is fucking disgusting. You have you right to the back of the throat, and then, yeah, the same thing, you stick up your nose after that. Or it's the other way around. I can't remember. It's not right. a pleasant fucking experience whatsoever yeah so go on then give us the update on uh give us the update on your dad because i mentioned earlier that when i'm when i envision your dad's house now i think of um hay being on the floor well i know what we've discussed (laughs) but um for those i don't know what i brought up on the uh, podcast but for those yeah that are concerned i he there are now a total yeah so what what do you what do you mean what? No, so privately we've we've talked about. It. I know I've I've told you about, it, but I can't remember what I brought up on the podcast. But for those kind of listening concern, I think they were up to like three dogs. Um, it's now shut up to five, um, and it's all very delightful. He's, he's he, the last one at least. Uh, it was sprung on a surprise. You think he's looking after it as a favor to a friend while they're on holiday, but they've been on holiday for I don't know, like five weeks now. It's like. Dad, I think there's something you need to have. We need to have a bit of a discussion here. Uh, I, you do know you you have this dog now, right? It's like no, 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 no. They're they're coming here on Sunday, and I turned up. Uh, this is over the phone. I I turn up on Monday. And this dog's still here. It's like, Dad, what's going on? It's like no, they're coming back on Thursday. So I'll be giving him a call on Friday. And it's like, Dad, you have that dog, don't you? It's like no. <laughs> And what's the situation then? You said something about you. Oh yeah, so I you mean, walked into his bedroom. Yes, yeah. So I went in when I arrived late at night just to go say say hello. I heard he was awake. Yes, because now there are so many dogs. Uh, he just leaves all the all the bedroom doors stay open now, so they can all just kind of go wherever they fucking like. Because he can't have. I'm surprised it. there are any doors. I thought he would have had to have burned them for fuel. Now <laughs> we're not that far off because I think. A lot of the beds that I dismantled in the various rooms that I tried to, you know, put together while I was uh, here in lockdown, um, the mattresses weren't disposed of, so they were simply propped up against the hallways um, leading up to his bedroom, because his bedroom, uh, in terms of the geography it has, is at the end of a long uh, hallway on the first floor. Um, and there was like three of the fuckers uh, when I uh, came back. Or second floor, if you're American. Yes. The more you know. Um, yeah. So there were three. Um, what the floor up? above the ground. <laughs> the uppy one. Yeah. So on Monday I come Go back. Um, there's only one mattress there now. It's like, oh, it's suddenly very spacious here. What's going on? Um, don't really give it. I it's not really got into my brain yet. I've just noticed a little bit more space, but I haven't really figured out why. Um, I go in. Uh, I hear that he's up. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll say uh, hello now rather than say it for the morning. Um, obviously the dogs are going mental. He knows I'm here now, so there's no reason not to. I go in, um, and I see where the mattresses have gone. Because um, he's basically put one mattress either side of his bed now because there are so many of these fucking animals that there's no fucking room 
for them whatsoever. And my dad, bless him, I go in there and he's just dimly lit by a TV. And obviously, look, it's almost midnight. He's pissed and he's really fucking tired anyway. But with the state that it looks like a fucking skag dead in there. I was like, ah, oh, this is a, this is another level of dilapidation now. So he's got. He's got what one mattress where he sleeps and then two on either side. Yes. Yeah. 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 How? Well, I've been in that room and I didn't think there was enough room for that. Oh yeah. I... Like for three three mattresses laid side by side. I, I'm surprised the room is that wide. Oh, it's a tight fit, but um, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's skirting board to skirting board. Yes. I mean that's what you'd want, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you know if if it is such a tight fit, you could have the exact same above you. Where like the middle mattress is like the mattress keystone. <laughs> as, long, as long as you don't move the middle mattress, the other two, you know, will stay up there. Yep. I think I've, I might float that to him because if nothing else, you know, the, the remaining mattress in the hallway is a double. So if he does that, it will. Obviously, I guess it'll make that middle uh, one a bit cushier and obviously clear up that space. M- might need to consider buying just one extra long mattress. Could be a single, but extra long, like. Lurch's mattress to sort of serve as a mattress supporting pillar, <laughs> a load bearing mattress, <laughs> just for the middle, just in case, just in case. Um, and then I guess you might as well do the walls. Yeah, I mean, when, when I was um, when I was a student, I knew a friendly household of three three very friendly, nice guys, and two of them lovely guys, but they were both. Uh, sort of worryingly sleepy, um, like I don't. I mean, they I don't mean they weren't smart or anything. They were smart, but they, like, they both really slept a lot, um, except where when one of them picked up World of Warcraft again and stopped sleeping. But they, at one point when they were looking for houses, they were considering um, renting a house with one less room than they needed because the two sleepy ones were willing to sleep in the same room together on the condition that it wasn't a bedroom. Um, it was a, a dedicated sleep room <laughs> where you would have, like, no personal possessions. Like, obviously, a bedroom, you might have, like, you know, some drawers with clothes in right, and stuff okay. or, or something. Nothing like that. Their idea was that they would essentially mattress this room um, or carpet this room with mattresses. Like... <laughs> By like four of them, and it would be like, yeah, like wall to wall mattresses, and they would just and they would either um, somehow get a enormous blanket or just get loads of blankets, and it would just be like a big, massive bed, and they would essentially sleep in the big massive bed together. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to kind of be more judgmental about this and like so uh, my my dad's bedroom, but as soon as it works, but as soon as I store it, obviously. There was a part of me that was a little bit like, oh, revolted. But at the same time, it puts me right back, uh, put me back in time to uh, fucking Bollabridge Road now, fucking Stoner Den every Sunday. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's, yeah. that's cool. That, I, that's quite cool. I like that. I like um, sitting at the foot of a couch on a mattress with loads of donuts being fucking yeah. disgusting. Um, and one of those guys uh, lived with me um, the year before. And I remember, um, like, he he got into this pattern of like um, going to bed at eight a.m. and sleeping for twelve hours and getting up at eight p.m. So I remember once like trying to get him up uh, for his, a class and like knocking on his door and um, there was no answer. And I remember like looking in 
and I he was sleep he was like passed out on his bed. He was fu- he wasn't drunk or anything. Like he didn't really drink. Um, it wasn't that. He was just very sleepy. Uh, he was fully clothed. He had his shoes on, uh, on his bed, and essentially like his bed was like a nest. Like there was like everything he want he everything that was like Im- immediately important was on his bed with him. Like he had like his PS2 controller like <laughs> snuggled up next to him. But then he also had like clothes that he'd obviously like taken off. But then he also had like uh, the clothes he intended to wear the next day like laid out next to him. <laughs> like so there was, so really like he could only use like 30% of his own bed. It looked really uncomfortable, but he was passed out. Right, okay. A man of pure efficiency. I respect those yeah. lifestyle choices. Yeah, I mean, I expect you have trouble sleeping, do you? Uh, what? Uh, in general, yes, but you mean you speci- specifically this house? It has been a nightmare for the, the two nights I've been back. Uh, Why? Because your dad's constantly kicking the door in. <laughs> Damien, where's oh, the flash oh, No, no, no. Oh, I mean, he's... Well, we can get, get back. One thing he's been doing, uh, I guess it's a new development, because his dogs are... Two of them are absolute fucking princesses, and they don't seem to want to eat at the same time as the other dogs. You have Riley and Brian, and they seem to kind of turn their okay. nose up. Okay, all right, let me, let me see if I can guess. Okay, one thing he's been doing, and then you start talking about the dog's diet. Okay, so I'm... I'm first, I was going to say, he makes all of the dog's food, and every dog has a different meal. So he's, like, custom-making 15 meals a day. I was going to say that, but then I thought, has he set up some sort of automatic dumbwaiter? <laughs> no, it's nothing quite as elaborate as that, but that's not off the cards, really. Um, like it, a train set that, fucking, that serves as a dumbwaiter. There's been shit that he's made. He has made dog's dinners that have turned out so pretty he has photographed them and adv- advertised them on fucking Facebook. <laughs> yes. Advertised them. Yes. Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> Um, I like that. Like. Uh, no, because because uh, the other three dogs are actually quite big, so I don't know if they're just intimidating, but they won't eat at the same time. So they they kind of fuck off. Verily came to uh, came to see me both mornings. Uh, he wakes me up by bringing dog two bowls of dog food in and putting them up the fucking foot, you know, next to you know next to the bed next to me. It's like I don't want to just get this fucking shit out of my fucking room. I'm. I'm I'm asleep because because you're commanded to keep your door open. Yeah, well, like I imagine your dad's hammered the door open. Well, it's not it's nothing like that. I mean, there's no choice. The dogs will open it regardless. Um, they're not very strong uh, doorknobs, but you know they're all, they're old and worn, and these dogs are fucking huge. So there's no there's no keeping them out, even if I really wanted to. But I mean, I used to have fucking arguments about him about fucking boundaries and like if I'm in here, then please for the love of God, fucking knock. Um, you could be masturbating. Well, there was one fucking time I was from very fucking close call, and it's like, dude, I, my dick is in my hands. Fuck off. It's not. It's an except. It's not like fucking two in the afternoon. You haven't called me down for lunch or anything like that. I thought. I, oh yeah. No, it's fucking. So you, you you don't you don't enjoy the sense of danger? You know, oh, I might be caught. Never been tempted to get on the vinegar strokes <laughs> before you ejaculate and go, Dad. <laughs> Like, oh, can I do it? <laughs> no, I save that kind of play for when I'm with a lady. <laughs> now you have to call me mummy. <laughs> well, you're having sex with a lovely partner, and then as you're about to finish, you deliberately say the wrong name out loud and see what happens. <laughs> it's a bit of a crapshoot. Oh, oh, no! No! <laughs> Eric! <laughs> 
What? You look like an Eric. <laughs> that really fucking does it. <laughs> you look like my friend, Eric. He's handsome. But he's got a cock. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> She's left the room by then. Wait, where are you going? <laughs> are you going to find a cock? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yes, you, so you, yeah, you were telling us a story about your oh, dad no. almost caught you masturbating. No, 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 but the, there was no story there, just like, we were oh, talking okay. about, it, the, you know, uh, something that kind of, uh, yeah, obviously had talks about fucking boundaries, that was just put it in context, there's nothing to it really, it's just like, I was there, I had to kind of lean forward, and it's like, I think he kind of got what was up, but for whatever reason, didn't quite leave the room, pretend he didn't see, kind of backed away with the door kind of a job but still felt the need to kind of finish what he came to fucking tell me it's like oh for fuck's sakes old man <laughs> was it important no it wasn't it's just <laughs> i can't remember what it, it was, was like, but it was absolutely damien damien what uh it's 8 30 <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> was it like that <laughs> father ted's on tv it, it I, yes, I know. It could have been anything like that. It was. It was. There was nothing. Absolutely nothing. I imagine it was it. more like knock, knock, knock. I'm making soup. Yeah. It'll be ready in two hours. It's something you didn't <laughs> know. I'm making soup. It's just for me. But if you smell something, that's <laughs> Don't what get it your is. Fucking hopes up. <laughs> Don't have one of those fucking mamas where you come down going, "Where's my fucking soup?" I'm telling you right now. This is this is purely. This is Miles Town. I'm making pasta yeah, for the dogs. <laughs> All right? Don't you even fucking think about it. That's Riley's stuff. He's the son I always wanted. Oh. That's why he gets the pesto pasta. It's his favourite, so you wait, see. Did, did you tell us what his invention is or something? Not invention, but what's he... They all have to... All the dogs have to eat at a different time. No, the, the point was that because um, two of them are fucking uh, fannying about, um, I've been woken up... Uh, each morning to fucking two troughs of fucking dog food basically paraded in front of me as I'm sleeping. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this thing where you're fucking bringing th this fucking slop into my room. It's not what I want. What's into so they pick up the they pick up the dogs, pick up the dog bowls, take it upstairs. No, 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 no. My old man picks up the dog bowls, follows them upstairs and puts it down in my room. What the fuck? Why? Because they won't eat all together. I don't know. <laughs> but don't you have a room that's just like a bar or something? Can't you do it in that room? Uh, I don't know. No, because he walks them at fucking stupid o'clock in the morning. The, the, thing, uh, the plain simple truth is the dogs don't like going out at that time. They don't. Because the first thing they do is go straight back to bed. Um, yeah, as soon as they... they they fucking finish their breakfast. All they do is fucking like pile on me. They want to get back, you know, back into bed under the sheets where it's fucking warm. It's too cold for them at that time. They don't give a shit. So yeah, if they're going to break up, if they've got any excuse to break away, they come straight upstairs. Um, it's not a question of training them to go into a different room. They're, they're just not interested because my dad has no interest in uh, tra training at all. It's just like, well, they just do what they do, and I'll have to pick up the pieces. It's odd. That just seems to do this thing, but yeah. he's kind of. Of, he loves celebrating the untempered spirit of a dog. They can do whatever they like. They're not aggressive. They can do whatever they like. And then they do shit he doesn't like. And it's like, well, why are you doing shit I don't fucking like? And he's like, don't shout these fucking dogs. Like, you don't really give... You don't lay any fucking rules down. So... Yeah, I don't know. 
bless him. And they, quite frankly, you, you talk to them like he. I swear he con- he's convinced that Riley can speak English. It's like, oh man, you know that's not true, right? He's going to respond to body language, rhythm, cadence, uh, tone of voice, all that kind of stuff, and uh, he'll know what you're thinking, know what you're tr- communicating, but he doesn't actually understand the finer points of English. You do understand that, right? No, no, no. Riley's smart. He gets it. And shut up. But um, one thing that you know they are smart enough to fucking suss out is that every time uh, you they seem to want to do something differently, you always bend and give them what they want. They'll quite they know you get upset and shout, but you'll always fucking cater to them. So they'll they just sit through it. He's never like that aggressive. There's no you know physical violence or anything like that. He wouldn't never dream of no. such a thing. He um, adores them, but he just gets really frustrated and then it's like okay very well i'm gonna take my dinner in the fucking den i want it warm bring it to me at eight (laughs) o'clock chop chop with my newspaper yeah and make sure that's warm too it is a little bit like that you know well i mean at least uh, at least they must scare the rat off (laughs) or or eat it you know i think that's my or eat it either or it ain't at this point I don't. What's the lifespan of a rat? A couple of years, maybe. At this point, there should have been generations of the fuckers. Jack hasn't been around for a long time. He's probably moved on. Oh, I'm not, I'm not interested in staying around here. You never clean it, Miles. No. <laughs> oh, but, and for yeah, those that are uh, concerned, there's no news on any toilet repairs. Right. Okay. It's <laughs> just not, never going to fucking change. I mean, is the are the lights still working? No, well, um, we have lost... So you're still flushing in the dark by hand? Oh, no, no. Oh, that stuff's fine. No, 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 it's fine. But the lights go... Light fittings seem to go down in the house. All he does is just buy a different lamp. There'll be some new LED thing he will buy off Amazon, and that's it, you know. Replaces it, and then we just have dodgy light fittings or things hanging from the ceiling unnecessarily. Uh, I, I wonder, have you ever heard of... Um Oh, I think it's called The Stand. Stephen King's The Stand. Okay. You ever heard of that? Nope. It's a book he wrote, and they made a TV miniseries with um, Rob Lowe. Chad Lowe. <laughs> Strike Lowe. With Rob Lowe. And um, I watched it recently, and uh, it's essentially a, a sort of... Um, well, it's a story about there's a massive outbreak of super flu, and almost everyone dies. And, uh, you know, it's just just sort of along those lines, like, or zombie apocalypse lines. You know, I wonder how long it would take for the water to stop running out of the taps so you can't flush mm-hmm. anymore. What would you do in that situation? Not zombies or anything, but there's no public services or anything like that. You're one of very few people. Where would you crap? <laughs> like, would you just pick out, like, a certain place? Like, I'm just going to throw my, I'm just going to crap in a bag and throw it there. Or what would you do? Uh, well, if we're talking about post, you know, something dire circumstances like that, I wouldn't spend. No, not like post-apocalyptic. Like there's been lots of physical damage. Just boom, you know, most of everyone is dead. Oh well, if I'm right here where I am now, I'll just go into the garden. Um, no one will be able to tell my shits from the do- the dog. So I'll, you know, it's the perfect crime. But no one will be around to see. Oh, in that case, the living room. You I'll could have a, a shit on your front front step and no one would be there to judge you. You're saying that's the only thing that stops you from doing that is judgment. Well, of course. Otherwise, I'd shit everywhere. 
<laughs> I've, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, like if you were traveling around, like you were doing a road trip or something, you could just go and crap in a different dry toilet every day. <laughs> if it were possible, and it wouldn't destroy the inner workings of the car, I'd have the driver's seat just have an empty hole straight down to the road and just fire it out as I'm fucking belting. Belting down the uh, the motorway at fucking eighty miles an hour. I want to see a nice. Fire. What do you mean the inner workings? Like where are you defecating there? Like into the engine? No, 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 at all. I, I, what do you mean the the inner workings? The under the, the under under uh, underside. Sorry, I mean I'm not quite sure what in terms of uh, if I had to drill straight through. If I'd go, if I'd fuck with. Oh, any you mean m- you mean like if you're axles. driving a car, like where your seat is, you could drive. You could. Build like a medieval toilet on that, which just goes straight to the road. I would road. build nothing. I would simply saw straight through the passenger seat until I saw road, <laughs> and then sit on top of that bare ass naked. Wait till I got you know I clocked in at least fifty miles an hour, and then let rip. I I like the idea that you're so determined to do this that you find when you're doing it that yeah under there there is an important bit of mechanism that you can't drill through so you take the time to like study car mechanics and work out like how am i going to how, how am i going to move this support column here without affecting the structure of the car how am i going to okay i've got to move this pipe here you do all that so you get a nice clear drop mm. to the motorway yes yeah because yeah. i i think if i try to implement anything any kind of powered um, mechanism that would kind of sluice out the shit some other way. We're talking like vacuums that could potentially cause me harm uh, in a position where I can't, I can do nothing. So I think keep it nice and crude and simple, and simply remove what yeah. I need. Yeah. What's the, What's the point of having a, you know, a little chamber of it? Yeah, just let it out. Oh no! I, you know, if I had a chamber, I'd want it to still be. I wanted it to be fired onto the road almost immediately. But I th- yeah. Um, I just didn't want to get any kind of pumps involved. Um, I d- yeah, I see. What, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm not yes. looking for any kind of prolapsing of the anus. <laughs> any like super suction pumps? <laughs> so, like you're an astronaut. Oh yeah, it's powered like, by Henry Hoover. Right your ass. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, there was a story about uh, so many trains in Britain were um, delayed one year, probably like twenty years ago or something. Uh, because they had to continually uh, chop down the tomato plants growing in the tracks because oh god uh, the train, the, yeah because <laughs> tomato seeds aren't aren't broken down in the human stomach and the train toilets would just drop uh-huh. the shit right onto the tracks <laughs> to people waiting like BLTs and yeah that's fucking marvelous. I hope yeah. that's true. I need to see that. It's the wrong sort of tomato plant. Yeah, it is true. It is true. I remember it. Oh, that's superb. Oh, that's made my fucking day. <laughs> I mean, it's true that they use it as an excuse for delays. I don't know if it's true that it actually had an effect. I'd like to think that a train could fucking smash through a tomato plant. Yes, that's, very, that's a very good point. <laughs> or they grow fucking quickly. Yeah, it's like a like a Resident Evil monster just <laughs> taking up this track. It's something to do with the treatment on those fucking trains. They've had to dispense with it now, which is why if you've ever, you know, dared look inside a train toilet now, it's fucking <laughs> horrific. They, what do you mean? I mean, it just seems like they've dispensed with almost all fucking cleaning on train bathrooms. Well, we're talking 
you know, post pre-pandemic. I don't know what the fucking rules are now. I guess they just cordoned them off. There was a point where there were many times I needed to use the bathroom on a train, and they were always locked. It's like I have no idea I, what the yeah. fuck is on the other side of that door. But I'm probably <laughs> better off not knowing. <laughs> it does seem like you know, because you look around on toilet the toilet chat. We're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look around and you yeah. see you see adults. Who's done this? Have we done? Someone on this fucking carriage has done this. <laughs> Well, not, no, one's well no, no, no. It could no, it could be that all fucking days. Like you, you get the stuff at the other, uh, at the end of the line. Going, I've, am I seriously going to? Do I do this for money? I don't think I get paid enough. But there's no way people don't know how to use a fucking toilet. And we're not talking about like a car here. It's a steady motion. You know, there's nothing that's going to really throw you off kilter. And you, and invariably, it's, it's it's shit, right? So you would. It's not like you're doing it standing up. You know what you're doing. There's really not as much margin for error as some of these people really like to think. So how some of these things happen, I don't know. I went. I went on a. I went. Went to the the toilet, uh, in a train in India, like more than ten years ago, and that it was literally like you could see the wheels, and. Um, they had like a a disabled bar in front of it for you to hold on to, <laughs> and. <laughs> you, you know, with, with with the sort of whole toilets, you get the sort of bits on the porcelain bits on the side where you put your sandals, and obviously that was covered in shit because you know you're moving back and forth. It was lateral as well, mm-hmm. so so you would yeah. Oh, so God. I didn't think that was well designed. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I remember walking in. I, I remember walking in there, and it was like a twenty-three hour train journey. And like I need a shit after hour two walking in there and be like, nope, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I'm gonna. W- I'll, I'll have a shit on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to walk past all these Indian people who are already looking at me because it's like, why is this guy on this train? <laughs> like I don't want to walk past all these Indian people with shit all over my shoes. <laughs> Please don't don't th- yeah. Hold me. Yeah, raising the face to uphold. Oh, nothing to do with it either. But I remember going to like I think it was Fatipur Sikri, and uh, having a guy take me around and talking about you know like showing me bits of this. Um, well, I guess that would be the mosque. So the red fort next to it, I think it was. Okay, I could be completely wrong. Whatever, uh, showing me this bit of his old fort and me saying, "Oh, what, what's happened here?" And he's like, "Oh, it's from a cannon." sort of like reluctant and I said well what what happened he said oh it was the it was the British <laughs> like like I would be offended by it like oh yeah but the British 200 years ago dude like give me a break <laughs> it was, anyway it was the British <laughs> it was the British well I assume that I assume you know I assumed that um couldn't we invent some sort of Pokemon that cleans up shit? <laughs> I thought there were Pokemon that kind of like grew from shit. I was <laughs> like lobster Pokemon or something. No, or no, guano, no. guano, guano. Yeah, something like that. There wasn't one that was just a puddle of shit. <laughs> I don't yeah, think muck. So, no. <laughs> but muck. muck. Yeah, he he was more like he was like toxic waste, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think the there was a strong inference there. That, you know, it could have come from any type of waste refinery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I always liked Muck mainly because of that cartoon. <laughs> Muck. Poor Muck. Oh. 
but I guess my favorite Pokemon would be Munchlax. Munchlax? Yeah, you see, you don't even know, do you? No, fucking hell, someone else. You're a bit more current than I am. Yeah, it's um, it's the pre-form of Snorlax, I think. Oh, yeah? It sleeps, but it's way more interested in eating. Right, okay. And it really it looks like um, you take a kick in. I relate to it. <laughs> any particular any particular reason or just sleeping and eating? Yeah, because it likes eating and sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like it's got its shit down, like, yeah. What are all these other fucking Pokemon doing? Just fanning in about. <laughs> Fighting each other. <laughs> I'm a yeah. pacifist, man. <laughs> I want to nap in some pizza. Listen- it's only Bulbasaur who knows what's going on. He knows that they're being exploited. <laughs> uh, yeah, did you ever watch Digimon? Oh, no, no, no. For whatever reason, even though I didn't... Uh, I said I didn't watch the Pokemon TV show. There was there was something about watching Dig- Digimon that felt like you were really kind of defeated, really. There was some kind of, what would you call it? Not rivalry, but, you know, you would kind of look down your nose at the people that were into that. So like almost like you were like cheating on the wife you never wanted to marry. No, not quite. Like. It was more of a, just the sort of uh, kind of tribalism. It's bigotry. So no, no, no. I was uh, I was about Pokemon, and that was it. You couldn't be both. It was one or the other. Like the generation before had what? Like who do you like? Uh, Blur or Oasis. <laughs> And the generation before that had, like, who do you like, Elvis or the Beatles? And we had Pokemon or Digimon. <laughs> I keep, you know, we talk about this stuff, and I feel like a bit of an old man, but apparently not old enough, because that has made me fucking sad. <laughs> I'd rather argue about Oasis. Oh, dear. Uh, well, do you have anything else to say about toilets or Pokemon? <laughs> yes, but I'm not going to spend all my material here. I'll save it for next time. <laughs> or, or Facebook or anything. <laughs> or the mattress situation. Uh, so, yeah, why doesn't your dad make... Yeah, why doesn't he do, like, a, a sort of bounce house thing where you could... You could mental. Oh, well... Con- like, you could con- convince him to sort of get air mattresses as well. Oh, no. Not with those fucking uh, dogs around. That'd be fucking toast. No, no, no. Nothing... No, nothing inflatable, no water beds, nothing like that. Um, the Pounce House idea, who's to say what this man gets up to when I'm not around? You know, he's quite um, reserved when I'm around. He likes to piss around with his phone. Check it out, it's Facebook. When you say as well that the the beds are, there's three beds and the, they fill the room. I mean, I imagine they're on a bedrock of compacted Stella cans, right? Oh, no, 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 no. uh... So there's quite a bit of, like, move to them. Like, I mentioned it's quite soundproof. (laughs) Yes, no, yeah, it's it's actually great acoustics in there, which is great, because at the end of the bed is his drum kit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Is that that retro... Is there an end of the bed, or is that on a mattress, just not on a mattress? It's the only thing that's not on a mattress. <laughs> the little right. legitimate floor space there is, it's reserved you for You see, now bed. I'm imagining he lives in, like, Mr. Soft's world, where all the furniture is made out of pillows. <laughs> he's constantly walking along like he's got a proper fun swagger, going, ha, 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 Mr. Soft. <laughs> Do you remember those ads? Uh, just barely. For soft mints. <laughs> Why is it that the world in which you're living is so soft? And then he laughs like I did earlier. Uh, 
<laughs> ah, yes, I remember this fucking dude. Oh, it's a bit yeah, of a nightmare. No, but it would fit right in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, if yeah. you bleat, you know, if you put Mr. Blobby on a wash, but too high. No, it, 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 it always scared me as a kid. I mean, Blobby was more scary, but the whole Mr. Soft thing, like the idea that I couldn't get out of his house because the the doors and the door handles and the mechanism is all pillow. Yeah. And like, even if I could, he could just crash through it because there's no walls or anything. It's all pillow. Like, oh, God. No escape. Why is he naturally in pursuit of you? You know what you fucking did. I mean, he's, he's going somewhere and he's eager to get there. He's got like a Darth Vader sort of walk. <laughs> you know, that guy's in charge of something. He needs a wheelbarrow so he can more easily transport the body. How would you push it? <laughs> or you just get in it to go down hills? <laughs> God almighty. It's not a wheelbarrow. It's a, a Tesco's trolley. And he's just committed to, yeah, 50p goes in there. I'm never going to get that back. <laughs> what? No, I'm just, I just want to see more of this Mr. Soft. But apparently it was also a, 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 a 1970s musical enterprise. And it's diluting my search results. And I'm not happy about that. Oh, I've just got it. Yeah, I've just got his fucking face. That's terrifying. No features. Yeah. I do kind of miss that era of TV where everything was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like the Michelin Man was always kind of scary as well. Hmm. And um, yeah, I remember a place I used to live. With, obviously, they had a contract with Michelin where they used their tires, and they they painted the Michelin Man on the side of their shop themselves. Right. I'm pretty sure Goodyear came along, and oh, not Goodyear, Michelin, duh. I'm pretty sure Michelin came along and were like, we'll paint your shop for you and give you the Michelin colours. But then they decided to add the Michelin man. And it was like a cross between Stay Puft Marshmallow and the KKK. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was horrendous. Yeah. The, the one that I didn't like was the phone from Direct Line. Because it... Oh, yeah. No one liked that. Because, I don't know, it didn't, wasn't... It didn't behave... Uh, well, not the the noise was fine, but the the way it moved around, it clearly it didn't behave like a remote control thing. I just assumed it had a consciousness. It just had no way. It didn't of... behave like a phone. <laughs> I just assumed it. Yeah, was, you... it was alive. <laughs> you know, it was just trapped inside this fucking thing. If you actually picked up that phone, all you would hear was this these indiscriminate screams as it tra begged to find a way to communicate with you. So you're saying like it was alive, but its natural form wasn't a phone. No, it was no, like no, no. Almost just like a it had conscious been... of trapped in a telephone. <laughs> Cursed to be a telephone, yeah. I know what you mean, because it was sort of like that with Toy Story, where you thought, well, what if, what if these toys end up on someone's shelf where the room is always occupied, and they just like constantly in a like waking coma? Yeah. Like just, ah, forever. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's not well, worth thinking about. Yeah, another time. Like, what, oh, what if, what if my chair was alive? What if my, what if all my furniture was alive? It would be very irresponsible to use any of it or manufacture any of it. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. So, if you to, to re, be re, find your consciousness reincarnated in any kind of object, what would you go for? I mean, can you, like, if you're reincarnated into, like, a, a fan or something, 
Do you, can you see? Do you have eyes? I mean, what, can you feel things? Hmm. That's very. That's a very good point. Um, I don't know. All I would say is the only thing you know is that you are said object. You're right. aware of when you're okay. being used. Um. Well, like, what object would I be? Yeah. Uh, I. I don't know. I mean, uh, all my mind is doing is going through answers that my. My better mind is going no. <laughs> just don't even to. answer the question. It's don't, don't just don't listen to him. <laughs> Move on. I, would, <laughs> I guess I would be like uh, you know one of those nice leather hats that falcons wear. Right. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Or or um. I always, I mean, I have fond memories of pushing an extremely old lawnmower. It was one of those that it just, it just, it's just blades connected to the, the wheels. Mm -hmm. You just push it and it goes, <laughs> uh, I'd like to be that. <laughs> okay. No, I really like the idea. Or like of the uh, if I was just the right wheel and then like my friends were like the left wheel and the blade and the handle. All right. So it's a bit more of a community type vibe. Yeah. So you're not yeah. some company. That's, that's, a, that's a good move. With, yeah. With a lawnmower family. <laughs> but then but then is it more like is it more like we're some sort of horrible like death camp or mortuary or something where we're just shaving all these um blades of grass that are all individuals too we're just cutting them down loading them into the plastic back which eventually will be thrown into the dustbin and we just do this periodically is it like that where we're all this is what we're made for but it's it's terrible I think you'd it's revel in it after a while. What are you talking about? Any excuse for or bloodshed? At least become apathetic, you know, like like the like the Silence of the Lambs, where it's like no Clarice. <laughs> what happens is you you see that once, and then you become completely hardened to it. You're fine. <laughs> Snap out of it. Scratch cards. That's what I would be. I'd be a scratch card. Could you determine the outcome, or you just, you know, no. one printed result? Would you be a winning scratch no, card, I, or, I, or a really I'd disappointing be, one? I'd, I'd be, um, I'd be the sort of scratch card that didn't know if I was a winner or not, and inevitably I wouldn't be. And that's so it. you'd be a tease, just, just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't know. Touch bit me. of drama, and then yeah, it's like the first twenty minutes of your life is like, ooh, ooh, am I going to change this person's life? Oh no. And then the next 800 years is you slowly decomposing <laughs> the landfill. <laughs> and at the end, it's like, yeah, worth it. <laughs> worth it. I heard all sorts over the years, all sorts. I could definitely tell that they were using different sorts of tractors to compact waste. <laughs> uh, speaking of compacted waste, I guess we should end now. <laughs> Oh, fucking golden segue, dude. Nice. Thank you. Segue to the two. We're not doing this now. <laughs> Boring. Ironically, hardly compacted waste, though. Yeah. It's quite sprawled out. Oh, no, it's, no it, it, it's a lot. It's like if you look at what they did with all the 9-11 um, Twin Towers waste, and they, they just made, like compacted it into an enormous cube that is so heavy that they can put it in the center of Manhattan and it stops it rising. Right. Because, yeah, Manhattan's always rising. Oh. 
I did not. That's why they had to build on it. Otherwise, if they hadn't built anything on it, it'd be like 400 feet in the air now. <laughs> we can't reach it anymore. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like the White Cliffs of Dover. <laughs> like sheer cliff. Oh, no, no, no. It's not sheer cliff. It just hovers out the air, into the air, out of the <laughs> sea. Like the gardens of Babylon. Be, they have to like make the Brooklyn Bridge like a slinky. <laughs> it's getting longer and longer and steeper and steeper. <laughs> until it's just like a ladder that you have to climb. It's too far gone. We can't help it. Yeah. The only way to get up there is is helicopter or elevator now. Oh, it's, a be- it, uh, it's better just forsaken, I think. Let it just leave the stratosphere. <laughs> that that it becomes our naturally occurring space elevator. <laughs> like all we have to do is fucking build, build like an escalator on the side of it, and it's done. Job done. Let's <laughs> make it out of rubber so it'll stretch. <laughs> yeah, because it keeps on going up and up and up, and then eventually, like our ancestors, ancestors have to start to worry about what happens when we whack the moon out of orbit. <laughs> It falls straight like a baseball bat, like spinning around, and it finally reaches the moon. I guess it would start to scrape on it first, wouldn't it? I guess so. And but then the eventually, next orbit, you know, it'll uh, be deep enough to actually you know, offer some real contact. Well, I guess, I guess, eventually, it would dig into the moon like so deep that eventually the moon would just become attached and essentially become landlocked. <laughs> so we just have like, yeah, this big mass that is. Constantly sort of getting further and further away, but that we can use as a space elevator to the moon, directly to the moon. Only to the moon. We're not going any further. Only to the moon. Or perhaps well, it yes. just gets lodged in there and it still keeps going and it pushes and it out ev- of orbit. <laughs> eventually, you know, in like millions of years, eventually we're going to, like the, the orbit will take longer and longer. So the moon's going to eventually take, you know, hundreds of years to do a single orbit. Because it's going to be further and further away from us. Eventually, it's going to crash into the sun, <laughs> and then we'll be free. Then we'll have the charred end of the ever rising Manhattan. <laughs> so yeah, New York. Do we need it? <laughs> <laughs> if we had less buildings on it, damn straight. <laughs> Weighing it down. No, it, no it, it, it keeps on rising, and they just have to keep building more and more on it to stop it from rising up. And eventually, it gets to the point where, like, they have to mandate that like two thirds of the world's population has to live on Manhattan just to keep keep it down. I suppose what's the exact opposite of New York in terms of the globe? What would that be? Like Australia or something? I mean, like a polar opposite, um, like literally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably not. It would be some spot in the Pacific Ocean, I would Im- I'd really imagine. Um, but let's just say for argument's sake, yeah. Well, wherever, just just dig a big hole and see if you can lower a winch down and, <laughs> and pull it, it up. <laughs> or, th- or then you do that and you, you make this big hole and then it starts to drag the hole in and eventually the whole, that whole hemisphere of the Earth starts to sort of compact so then we're living on this sort of, uh, like, half sphere with a big stick coming out of it. Eventually, eventually, all it is is a big snake going through space that we have to live on. <laughs> it's a bit more interesting than a fucking ball. I'll take that. <laughs> that's, that's right. A ball, that's the least interesting thing yeah. to live on. When I meet new people, what? I have to tell them that I live on a ball. 
what are you talking about? What, what, what could be more interesting than that? Imagine not knowing that and then suddenly being told and believing that's the truth. I mean, wow. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. That's oh, bizarre. Yeah, people don't fall off for anything. <laughs> I live on a disc. I beg your pardon. Yeah. I mean, what do you think would be more fun? If we lived on a cube and it was really fucking complicated, you have to fill in loads of forms to get over to the other side. Yeah, that sounds fucking ace. Yeah. <laughs> like, gravity still works in the same way, so that... It's just eight kind like, of eight perfectly uh, equally opposing gravities. No, not eight. Sucking six, I beg your pardon. <laughs> God. No, no, it's not. That's what I'm saying. It still works the same way we know it. So it's like it becomes like unbearable the closer you get to an edge. <laughs> right. Okay. Like you, <laughs> the people you know, you from those regions are a lot build shorter. On there. <laughs> what are the what? What would be a better shape? Do you think? Uh, like if you have you heard about that conspiracy theory where people say that the earth is hollow and there are people living inside the earth no and there's I, a, I haven't heard there's that. another sun that is in the middle of the earth and that's their sun i haven't heard that conspiracy theory i thought i saw something like that on star trek but i'm not surprised someone has adopted that as a way of life yeah as a as a core belief a core part of their identity is to believe that uh, i mean yeah that's a real one of course it is. I mean, you could, yeah, I'm sure you could make anything up. I'm sure someone out there has fucking taken it, has, yeah, has made a cause out of it. Um, I think if I was going to, like, get into, like, some rascally behavior and perpetuate one, I'd like, the, uh, like to perpetuate the idea that we're in a computer simulation. Right, okay. I think that's very funny. Um... Because I mean, I mean, really, you know, it's it's sort of the same idea of we've been created by God. It's like, well, it, it's sort of one of those things that doesn't matter. Like, if there is a secret inside Earth, Earth with a secret Sun, like knowing about that and having access to that would change things. But if we we were in a computer simulation, well, there's nothing we could do about that <laughs> or anything, and you know, it's just out of our out of our control. Then, just as if you know, we were made by God, or just as if we yeah, have it. appeared by chance. It's like whatever. Enjoy it, because on the but outside, it, but it you're comes a with a nice, your... healthy dose of paranoia as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm I'm very sorry. <laughs> Don't offer apologies. You you know subject this. Uh... I mean, I'll do another one, so I can't be that. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. You'll keep inflicting yeah. it. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, Thanks. See you next time. Oh, and thanks for the artwork as well. It's really cool. Yeah. Keep it coming. <laughs> Bye. Bye.